I recently went to visit Black Horse Brewery in Mahalisburg, South Africa, to see how Nushka Boerta, the country's youngest female master brewer, is turning the industry on its head with amazing beer and community spirit. Uh, my name is Nushka Boerta. Um, I am the brewer at Black Horse Brewery in Mahalisburg. So Black Horse Brewery is situated in Mahalisburg. Um, it's a family estate. We, we've been on the property for 23 years. It's originally, the brewery uh, originated in 2012 when we also started up the restaurant. The history of the farm is basically, it used to be a Frisian stud farm and we had about 40 Frisian horses on the property and with time as it changed, we decided that it's way too expensive to have so many horses. So we've only got six now and that's pretty much it just to keep the black horse estate going. Um, on the property we have quite a few different venues, quite a few different things going on. So we have a, about a 200 seater restaurant, we've got a wedding venue, we have accommodation, a guest house with three other cottages, we've got a brewery, a distillery, yes it's a very busy property. <laughs> Pretty much Bernard was sitting with a whole lot of his friends one night and decided that he doesn't want to drink commercial beer anymore, it makes him feel bloated and gross and gives him a hangover the next morning. So he decided he is going to buy a brewery. Yes, his friends kept him to that. <laughs> and then I was in, living in Cape Town at that stage. He gave me a call, said Nishka learn how to brew, which was quite entertaining to try and find someone willing to help you. Um, yes, and then I think it was about a year later, the brewery arrived from China. So all our equipment comes from China. And yes, we had to put a brewery together find someone that understands all the cooling parts and what goes where if you're not sure what you're doing. Uh, luckily enough, I, was, I had the chance to um, do an apprenticeship through Heineken for three months, which taught me a lot. Not that much about the brewing part, but taught me a lot of the, about the business and the lab part about it and the chemistry part, which was amazing. And yeah, so then we put this brewery together and had some fun. Uh, our first beer that came out was our red, Irish Red Ale. That was in 2012, actually over Easter weekend. So it's quite nice to celebrate that every year. And it's still on tap exactly as it was then. Okay, so it actually started with we had to build a building to get the machines to stand in. So um, it started with the building we're sitting in currently, which was actually supposed to be our tractor storeroom. And when he now had this great idea of buying a brewery, he changed it obviously into our brewery and bar. Um, the owner's wife decided that you're not allowed to give people beer without giving them food. So we opened a restaurant with that as well. The equipment arrived in very big containers and it was very entertaining to try and get them off of the containers into the building. Um, yeah, and then we put everything in, had to figure out what goes where. Uh, we have moved this brewery three times already in this one room, so it was very exciting. At that stage, if you have to meet the owner, you'd understand that he can't do anything small. It always has to go overboard and big. So he, we were planning on only bringing in a 200 litre brewery, which is the brew house size of this brewery, but he ended up bringing in 400 litre fermenters so that we can do double brews, double batches. When, when we were starting to look at brewery, brewery equipment, we were looking at all the different styles. So you get German, Italian, all of those. And we ended up deciding that the Chinese systems are just as good as everything else and at a much more affordable price. So we started digging around, 
found what we were looking for. Bernard, of course, wanted it to look like copper, so we've got a copper brew house down here. And yeah, we ordered it. It's a very simple system. It's, um, it's, it's a, so we do infusion mash. It's straightforward, no funny buttons, no funny funnies anywhere. Very, very manual. Both of our houses are infusion mashes, which makes it a bit tricky because you can't do a lot of the other processes that the guys with a bit more of an um, automated system can do, um, which, which does make it harder to brew higher alcohol beers. So you'll find all my beers are under 5%. It also, but it also has the advantage of um, taste, flavor, so because I do lower alcohol beers, I also brew very flavoursome beers because of the temperatures that we mash in and all of that. I matriculated in Johannesburg at Helpmacor College and then I went to Potchefstroom University and I tried to study. I was not a very good student at all. So I did a year and a half marketing and I decided I did not want to do that. I moved to Cape Town, I worked in the marketing part of the wine industry was there for a year and a half, and then I got this phone call from Learn How to Brew. So I moved back home, which was not the ideal thing to do at that age, but I moved back home, had the opportunity to do Heineken. I had an opportunity to work under Donald Otten, which is Heineken's startup brewmaster. So he travels the world, starts up all their new breweries, um, really amazing person. And he taught me a lot about starting up the business, how to get the business going, um, what you need, like lab equipment. He actually at that stage gave me a book which he calls the Brewer's Bible and it had everything in it which was just absolutely amazing. It's, it's quite a far drive out to the other side of Joburg every day to work there but it was something you'd never, I'd never take it back or um, I wish every brewer had the opportunity to do that. Um, at that stage, Heineken Brewery was in their second phase, so um, they, I think they took it up to five phases at the end. So I also had the opportunity to see how they install all their equipment, which is massive, but, and how everything gets put together, which was handy when we had to do it here. So my philosophy is keep it clean, keep it simple. You get a lot of the brewers in the industry that always want to go overboard, do try really do funny stuff, and I've never been... I, I, I live inside my little box when it comes to brewing. So um, my favorite beer to brew is lagers. Uh, it's very, there's a bit of a exciting part to it even though it's very simple. So the brew, uh, actual brew is simple and your recipe is very straightforward. But when it comes to the fermentation and making sure you hit the right temperatures everywhere, it's very, it gets a bit tricky and I love that. I struggled in the beginning to brew ales and um, IPAs and all of those way out beers that need like extreme hoppiness and all of that because it, it wasn't my uh, taste profile if I can put it that way. But yeah, with six years I've gotten a bit better at it. So we're getting there slowly but surely. So when I started six years ago, it was really hard because at that stage I was also the youngest female brewmaster in South Africa and I had to prove myself. Luckily now, there is so many movements as far as women in the industry go. I mean, in South Africa, we have hashtag she loves beer, which is literally a group of women. Of, in South Africa, we're probably about 40. Whether you work in the industry or make beer or do the marketing, it doesn't really matter. It comes down to no stereotyping, 
that we can't drink beer or can't make beer. So it's quite, now it's fun because we all work together. It's, uh, the stereotype has died down a bit, which makes it easier to do our jobs. Working with other women in the industry has taught us a lot as well. Um, we all get along really well. We do brews together where we're two or three brewmasters from different breweries and it teaches us to think a bit further than what we used to. So for me, I do lagers, like I said, clean, simple, straightforward. But I have this friend, Albie, from um, Binary Brew Works, and she just, she's a crazy woman, like literally, and I love her to bits and pieces. But the other day we decided we're going to brew a cookies and cream ale, and we literally ended up putting in Oreos. <laughs> so, and those type of things, it's so much fun to do these things with the girls. Um, a lot of it goes to charity afterwards, so we make beers, sell them, and whatever goes to your preferred charity afterwards. We, I made a blood orange APA the other day. I literally put, put blood oranges in them. It was very fun. So yeah, no, I think with time, everyone's built a very good relationship. If, you, if you're interested in getting into the industry as a younger or an older person, it doesn't really matter. But a lot of people tend to focus too hard on the paperwork. Yeah, sure, do the paperwork. There's some uh, institutes that do amazing work. I'm actually busy with mine at the moment. But uh, learn, ask questions. People uh, in today's industry are a lot more willing to tell you about what we do. I mean, I get people here over weekends and I just take them through everything just for the fun of it. When we're brewing, I try to brew on Saturdays every now and then just so that people can feel part of what we do. So just ask questions, get involved. Um, if you find these, these things like our, for Women's Day, we have collaboration brews one in Cape Town and one in Joburg. Every year we do it in a different brewery. And if you find out about these, go join them. The girls love telling you about it. They can't stop talking about it. So just ask and get involved. Our raw materials in South Africa, we're not that lucky to have so many options. So our pale malt we get from SAB. Um, if it's from anywhere else, it's mostly imported. I mean, even Heineken imports their pale malt. So, yeah, and then all our speciality molds mainly come from either Germany, mostly the UK, anywhere from the UK. Um, everyone imports hops, yeast. We aren't at the point as an industry here that we can really create our own products as far as that's concerned. So all our, all our packaging and everything is done in the brewery itself. We do everything and it's very manual. Our, when it comes to our packaging, we're still kind of working, especially on the bottling side of it, but each label has a story behind it. So each beer, if, on the part of the marketing side of it, people love stories. So each beer label has a story, and if you had to see the whole picture, we've, we actually started doing signboards now, where you can see the whole picture of the label, just not just a little piece. And it's... it's it's awesome. It's just so much fun to try and explain to people why and where. So when we, when we started, we decided we're going to focus on our markets situated around us. Because we don't pasteurize, it's quite hard to travel your beer without having it uh, break, without ha basically without breaking the cold chain. So all our distribution is done personally from us. And it's basically Johannesburg, Pretoria, I'd say in about a hundred kilometer radius around the brewery itself. I'd rather want to fill up everything around me before I start going out. And that also gives you a chance to build relationships with your clients. 
to make sure that your quality control is up to date and the product that reaches the client at the end is perfect, the way it's supposed to be. I would say for the future for Blackwoods Brewery, we are busy building so many other products because we've started the distillery now as well. So importing, exporting, that is, that is the long-term plan. To be able to make sure everything works the way it's supposed to, it's just until we start pasteurizing, unfortunately we won't be able to do too much of that. I would say in the last six years, South Africa has changed a lot in the idea of how they look at craft beer. When we started up, the main reason we started up on lagers was because we're kind of brainwashed to drink lagers. SFE did a very good job at that. But with time, everyone's changed. Our palates have grown. We've learned to drink IPAs, red ales, stouts. And I would say, as far as the market is concerned around that, craft beer is growing every single day. But if you're not in it for the long run, your, your brewery is going to get hurt. Um, I, in the last two years, there's probably been about 30 breweries closed down, but also about 80 breweries start up. So I think, yeah, I think we have space. I always look at the, the U.S. market. I mean, if you look how that, have, that has changed over the past five years, it's taken over. I think what I read an article the other day, I think they're on something like 40% craft. I would love that for South Africa, hopefully, one day. I would say the future holds for me probably just still building up Black Horse. Hopefully we can still stay here. I think at this stage our biggest worry is our country. But as long as I can be here, I'm growing. Bigger brewery. We've got a nice wedding venue I can change into a brewery soon, hopefully. Um, I would say my favorite beer is one of two. So commercial, I'm a Heineken girl. That is because I learned from them and a lot of my beers are based on the palate of a Heineken. And in the craft industry in South Africa at this stage, I would say it is Bruhags, they, they're number two. Um, it's, a, it's a dunkel, so it's a dark lager. And I, I love dark lagers. I even called my dog dunkel, that gives you an idea. <laughs>